वेलकम टू द इंग्लिश लवर्स बाय हनीदी होप यू हैव लर्न अ बिट फ्रॉम द प्रीवियस लेसन टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट द एक्टिव इन द पैसिव वॉइस बट बिफोर वी डू दैट लेट्स मूव ऑन टू द फर्स्ट सेक्शन ऑफ दिस लेसन फाइव फैंटास्टिक वर्ड्स to begin with uh, i have the first word out of my knowledge box mm that's fear f e a r fear everybody i think most probably everybody knows uh, about the word fear because one day or the other day we used to feel this because of many reasons if you watch a horror movie um or we have uh, seen something very dreary so the fear is a sort of uh, abstract word abstract noun we cannot touch it we cannot see it but we can feel it so fear is a nice word to be used and it ends with r so the alphabet r would not be pronounced when we write it at last it would be fear not fear it would be fear then uh, there are various words which we can replace this word with uh, first word is fright f r i g s t fright so fright and fear one and the same thing fright then dread d r e a d dread and then next is terror terror is made from um, we know that uh, usually we use the word terrorist so the terrorists used to create terror among the rain so alarm alarm is also um a sort of indication of something like when we get alarm we we used to get alarmed only when we have a fear uh, not only when we have a fear but whenever we get attentive so scare also scare also is a nice word s c a r e scare then horror which we have already discussed horror horror uh panic apprehension all these are the synonyms for the words word fear and uh, all can be used or interchanged um in any way so basically here we are having the noun form of the word then you will get to know about how to change from one form to the other in some other lesson so today we are going to talk about these words first then we're going to talk about that how to change from one form to the other uh, in one of the other lesson that I'll prepare then we have the word good good is a nice word because um, we cannot uh, use good multiple times so um, to replace it uh, we have a number of synonyms um something which is good can be 
excellent something which is good can be fine uh, of the superior quality um, so whichever surnames are there I'll mention those excellent fine superior wonderful marvelous like which words which can replace uh, the good word uh, these words would be better than uh, the usage of good multiple times so repeat repetition happens in essay writing in letter writing in every way uh, so wherever you feel that you want to uh, write the word good there you can use the word all these all all those mentioned words marvelous qualified suited suitable apt proper um, we can say gracious obliging uh, pleasant agreeable pleasurable satisfactory um, genuine ample salubrious salubrious is a nice word s a l u b r i o u s salubrious estimable beneficial splendid great noble worthy first rate top notch that's very nice top notch uh, sterling sterling is also a sort of currency so here we are using it as something good sterling uh, superb respectable or edifying so all these words you can use in place of good um, that's the main thing comes in essay writing if you are attempting ALS essay or any of the academic essay in the school learning or the college learning wherever you want to replace the word good you can replace with all these words so that's uh, good is as uh, as it is mentioned here it is um, adjective uh, so how to change I mentioned that we will do some other day then comes the word great great we cannot repeat the word great multiple times um, whenever situation comes where we feel that um, like it's very satisfying something is very satisfying that we use the word great so it's great like uh, it's great to hear that so multiple times we will repeat it 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 looks very weird um, so like whenever you are using the word great you can use different other synonyms in place of that so not worthy not worthy which can be notified um, or something which is great is already notified so not worthy not worthy n-o-t-e-w-o-r-t-h-y not worthy then we have worthy worthy simply worthy word can be used also distinguished distinguished is also a nice word d-i-s-t-i-n-g-u-i-s-h-e-d distinguished remarkable grand considerable powerful much and mighty all of these words are good words to be used or uh, we say uh, worthy words or the top-notch words to be used uh, in place of great so then we have the word happy happy is a common word that comes in our daily life but the repetition of word happy 
will make it boring so in place of happy you can say i'm pleased i'm contented somehow the word contented is made from content content means uh, something which which gives you satisfaction so satisfaction means content so contented means you got satisfied if you are satisfied you will be happy so satisfied also can be used in place of happy contented can be used in place of happy please also can be used in place of happy delighted delighted so when you got the light then obviously you got delighted so delighted is used in place of happy also elated elated is a very nice word uh, elated uh, immensely nice word i would say cheerful ecstatic ecstatic is also a good word um ecstatic e c s t a t i c ecstatic jubilant is a great word uh, j u b i l a n t jubilant gay gay g a y gay gay which means fresh it means fresh so gay or happy tickled when you will be tickled you will feel happy when you feel ticklish you feel happy so gratified glad blissful overjoyed all these words are good words to be used in place of the word happy so please do do use them then um uh, one more word that i would like to talk about that is important something which is important is uh, generally used in uh, in speaking so two words are conflicting here one is important one is important so in one r is there in one r is missing so important is made from potential important who does not have the potential important is different one important means something which is significant something which is uh, necessary something which is vital critical indispensable valuable essential significant primary uh, principal considerable famous distinguished notable and well known or we can say the prominent we can say eminent something which is known to the people is also important so this is also a nice word to be known about important important uh, happy great uh, good feel so all these words we have done today these five words are immensely important greatly hugely uh, memorably important words to be kept in our mind so god bless you use them all so let's move on to the next section that is about active and passive now talking about active and passive voice it's a very vast topic to be discussed about um, but before moving further with the different rules and regulations that comes in active and passive voice 
let me take talk about the the word voice itself we mean by voice here in english grammar uh, we use a grammatical word to tell um, in which way the subject uh, performs his action or we say um, that uh, the action is performed by the subject or is it done to the subject if the subject acts or subject receives the action so the voice is that grammatical word which tells us whether the action is done by the subject or received by the subject so when we talk about the two categories of voice we have active voice and the passive voice so basically to know uh, more about active and the passive voice we need to know that um, the word active means something which is agile something which uh, means um, like something is to be done in unlazy way or we can say something which can be done at very fast pace in a common language we are talking right now uh, when we talk about passive voice passive means something which is lazy which will take some time to be completed so that is the basic meaning for active and passive but when we talk about uh, the grammatical meaning of active voice and the passive voice we see first of all the length of the statement in the active voice would be shorter one and in the passive voice it would be lengthier one so which makes it lazier one so then therefore um what do you mean by active voice um active voice um, is the one like what is the difference between the active and the passive active voice is the one where the subject is the performer of the action rather than the doer of the rather than the receiver of the action sorry so rather than the receiver of the action uh, the subject here acts as the performer of the action like the dog bit the boy who bit the boy the dog bit the boy so action is done by the dog and what is the action that is bit and on whom the action is done is known as the object the the boy is the object here so now then we have one more example for the same pooja will present her research at her college pooja pooja is the subject will present is a combination of auxiliary plus present form of verb uh, her research is the object of the statement basically we need to focus on that so here we see somebody is the performer of the action when we have the performer of the action exact performer of the action then the voice is the active voice um, to talk more about it if i'll say in simple language uh, whenever we are having the tense form basic tense form of the sentences not the inverted form of the tenses uh, then we say the voice is in the active form uh, when we have exact uh, rules for the tenses same sort of uh, rules would be followed for the active voice not for the passive voice because in the passive voice it will be changed now talking about the passive voice passive voice uh is uh the one which 
has the object and the subject's place and the subject goes at the object's place but how to in invert the positions we have to follow uh, the five golden rules regarding active active and the passive voice to change from active to the passive voice we need to follow five golden rules which will be uh, followed uh, generally in all the sorts of tenses and uh, then for the different other sorts of sentences we'll talk further now talking about uh, the five golden rules we have first rule that is the the subject sorry the object is going to be the subject of the sentence so now the object in the active voice would become the subject in the passive voice and uh, the 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 second rule is the use of helping verb and the use of helping verb would be accordingly the tense of the active voice whatever would be the tense accordingly that the helping verb would be applied there then the third rule says we have to use always um, the verbs third form which we call past participle form of verb in the passive voice and the fourth rule says we need to use a preposition suitable uh, to the sentence usually we are using by but depending upon the situation we are using in at uh, different others uh, prepositions in place of uh, by then last but not least is the one that the object which uh, which will be renewed now the subject which was the subject of the active voice will become the object of the passive voice so interchange of the places would happen here but the basic rules would remain the same the pattern of changing uh, from active to the passive will remain the same way now like how many tenses can be changed from active to the passive voice so basically what we when we talk about the tenses then we can change uh, near to eight sentences eight tenses sorry eight tenses into the passive voice uh, first is the present uh, present simple or what we call present uh, indefinite tense so the present indefinite tense can be changed into the passive voice present continuous can be changed into the passive voice present perfect can be changed into the passive voice but present perfect continuous cannot be changed into the passive voice past indefinite can be changed past continuous can be changed past perfect can be changed but past perfect continuous cannot be changed so major change major change happens in the future tense because future simple or future indefinite can be changed future um, 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 what we say future perfect can be changed but future uh, um, continuous future perfect continuous both cannot be changed so we don't use any sort of change in such way so when we talk about uh, the different tenses 
we need to know the rules of the dif different tenses that then the present simple which form of verb is used and uh, then how to change it okay i'll i'll just basically tell you about that uh, which would be the form of verb uh, to be used in that when we use the present simple or present indefinite uh, the first word to be written in the passive voice would be obviously the object of the active voice then uh, there would be is am are accordingly uh, the the singular or the plural subject that we have because here we are using the present indefinite that's why is am are plus verbs third form so i'm going to tell you the basic um, formula for the help, helping verb and the main verb main verb would always remain verbs third form that is past participle and ismr is the auxiliary verb to be used in the present simple only but in the present continuous one thing is to be added is mr plus is mr plus being plus verbs third form b e i n g being is mr accordingly the subject that we're going to use thereafter is mr plus being plus verbs third form then same way in the uh, uh, present perfect we have already has and have with has and have we'll have to add been has have been plus verbs third form so five golden rules remember them okay then past simple when we talk about past indefinite we have to use um, was and were plus verbs third form and in case of past continuous we have to use was were plus being plus verbs third form then past perfect tense will take had plus verbs had plus been plus verbs third form then uh, future simple will take will shall will or shall accordingly the subject will shall plus be plus verbs third form b-e-b -E then the future perfect will have shall have plus been plus verbs third form now talking about uh, different other sorts of sentences like if there is a model verb model verb or model verb uh, then we use be plus verbs third form with it and then next thing next query to be discussed about is if there is a sort of question if there is a sort of uh, question statement then the question statement will remain the question statement but keeping these rules in mind will interchange the helping verbs like if the sentence is uh, they sell ice cream have so it will be changed into ice cream is sold by them have it can be written like that the ice cream is sold here it can be written like that also in case the third person pronoun is used and we don't know that who are they then we can leave the subject to be written as the object thereafter then like uh, but if the question is like this like are uh, are the or we say um, like uh, if the question starts with are they selling the ice cream 
are they selling the ice cream the answer would be mm, is the ice cream being sold by them uh, so that means question will remain question but helping verb would be used and the and the, the next auxiliary would be used accordingly the given rule as i mentioned that for the present simple we are going to use is mr plus verb third form for present continuous is mr plus being plus verb third form that depends upon like how much uh, um concentration uh, you have given to my uh, audio so like uh, the way i have said something you have to follow like that then definitely your answer would always be correct um then um in case of the question if the question starts with the wh word the the same wh word would be used in a uh, place of that wh word in the question uh, but if there is who who will change into by whom uh, others will remain generally the same um then there is one more sort of sentence that is imperative sentence imperative sentence um has a different pattern of doing it like when we are solving imperative sentence imperative means when we give instruction in the way of requesting somebody ordering somebody or uh, advising somebody so that can be sorted out in a different way we'll take for example open the door open the door is a simple sentence in the imperative form uh, then we are having open the door so here we cannot use the same pattern for uh, like the all those five golden rules here but how it can be sorted out uh, open the door can be understood as an order so we can say that you are ordered to open the door that's one way of doing it but the second way of doing it is let the door be open let plus noun plus be plus verbs third form opened so that format has to be used for the imperative sentence if in case i have left any sort of um um sentence you may please tell me that then i'll definitely uh add into uh, this audio or some other audio i'll definitely prepare for that but um, i feel so that i have completed the most probable questions uh, which can be asked from um, any of the examiner if you're going to li- uh, listen to this podcast very uh, in a very concentrated way then definitely you're not going to lose any single mark for your active and the passive voice then uh, let's um now now bringing you the last uh, section of or the last jewel of tonight's lesson uh, how can we say things a different way uh, to initiate the first idiom is a bit much what do you mean by a bit much bit much means uh, something which is uh done in the excess excessive manner or more than enough or more than needed so there if something is excessive or annoying it's very irritating then you can say it is a bit much uh 
so if somebody is crossing the limit and going far away from the limit then definitely you can use this uh, you're going a bit much please control yourself there you can use a bit much then the second one is a day late and a dollar short it is a, a sort of idiom to be used uh, which is generally used in USA um, which means if something is day late and a dollar short it is too late and too little it is too little too late that means in quantity it is less and it is um, given um, too late too it's not on time to not it, it's its quantity is also less so at the wrong time wrong thing if we provide there also we can too little too late so when something is mismatching there we can use a day late and a dollar short then then comes a fool and his money are soon parted so like the play merchant of venice contains many connectors Bassanio. Uh, is a very um, spendthrift sort of character uh, shown in the beginning so the person used to spend a lot of money in the play um, and thereafter he asked for the debt also from uh, Shylock on the name of uh, Antonio so this idiom means that the people who are not careful with their money spend it quickly a fool and his money are easily parted is an alternative form of the idiom for that um, then we have a little bird told me a little bird told me how can we use it if someone does not want to say where they got some information from like if you want to hide it that you don't want to reveal that the name of the person there you can use they can say that that a little bird told me you don't want to reveal the person's name you can say a little bird told me very nice thing uh, then we have a-okay so when the things are a-okay they are absolutely fine like when something is absolutely fine for that for that such situation you can use the situation is a-okay okay then we are having a penny for your thoughts then what do you mean by that this idiom is used as a way of asking someone what they're thinking about what they're thinking about if somebody is thinking about something and you want to ask a person you can use um, can you please tell me a penny of, for your thoughts or uh, you can use it in either way um, a penny saved is in uh, is a penny earned what do we mean by that this means that we should not spend or waste money but try to save it a penny saved is a penny earned so keep saving the money for saving the money we can use a penny saved is a penny earned a poor man's something like what do you mean by poor man something something or someone that can be compared to something or someone else but is not as good as a poor man's version a writer who uses lots of puns but is not very funny would be a poor man's Oscar really and uh, it can be used in in the the normal sense but not regular on uh, not used on the regular basis but it means there's something or someone that can be compared to something uh, 
or someone else when we compare like that but is not a good as good as a poor man's version so then we have a rising tide lifts all boats <clears throat> uh, this idiom coined by john f kennedy um and uh, describes the idea that when an economy is performing well all people will benefit from it economy means uh, like in the financial sense um, when an economy is performing well all people will benefit from it not only one section will be benefited all the sections would be benefited a rising tide lifts all boats the last one but not the least one of today's uh sorry tonight's <laughs> uh lesson is a rolling stone gathers no moss uh people say this uh to me that um a go getter type person is more successful than a person not doing anything the person who tries to just make plans and and does not perform them does not execute them is less than the person that who does not think twice but goes and the person goes and get it that sort of attitude is much better a rolling stone gathers no moss that the person who goes from one side to the other side will not gather any sort of moss will not get get any sort of benefit uh, but the only one who goes like um, one go in one go one one person chooses it and just gets it that's the the person who would be benefit benefit benefited um so that is all for uh tonight so with the next lesson i'll meet you some other day thank you very much bye bye